Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are in part three of our current series, War of the Kingdoms, Standing in Truth in These Desperate Times. And today, I'll pick up where we left off in our last segment with a commentary entitled, Satan's 13-Point Plan to Take Over the World. We had finished covering the second point of the plan, which is, the lies of the non-Christian faith are presented as truth. And today, we'll pick up with number three, which is, the true Christ becomes the Antichrist or the Cosmic Christ. It is critical for the people of God to be aware of this demonic strategy. And all the more, as the earth becomes primed for the entrance of the Antichrist and his global empire. All the components are readied, and like the pieces of a puzzle, they are being laid in place, with only a few more needed to make the picture complete. And as these prophetic precursors converge, God's dispensation of grace is quickly drawing to an end making the need for his true church to awaken to where we really are in his biblical timeline and to be all the more ready to share his unadulterated gospel of truth and grace while there is yet time and before we are taken up in the rapture and his light is taken with us. Proclaiming salvation's truth has never been more urgent than it is now. For knowing that his time is short, a very important objective in Satan's strategy for a takeover and the total control of the people of earth is the deconstruction of the biblical image of Jesus Christ as the one who alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Satan must keep earth's inhabitants from the eternal hope and life that can only be found in the true Savior of the world in order to keep them imprisoned in his lies and deceptions where they will follow and worship him. Through this satanic ploy, he has counterfeited the genuine Jesus and replaced him with another Jesus, which will enable the Antichrist to come in his name. It is evident from this approach that the devil is not out to destroy religion, but to change it in such a way that he, through his Antichrist, can be worshipped by all people. And after God's true church is taken up in the rapture, that will indeed happen, as confirmed in Revelation 13, 3-4, where it is written, And all the world marveled and followed the beast, and they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? And while true Christians, those who have been born again of the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, are steadfast in contending for the true faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints, and therefore will not bow their knee to any other god, or conform to the one-world religion agenda, that is well on its way to being fully manifested. Nominal ecumenical-minded Christians, who have been deceived by the devil— are succumbing to the transformation of the biblical Jesus into the multi-religious Jesus of the new world order, who will be worshipped by followers of all religions. Theologians who hold to this opinion 
and tragically they are more the norm than the exception in these last days. Regard the biblical account of Jesus as the Son of God and God himself, and the only true Savior of the world as being untrue. And because the biblical Jesus is unacceptable to them as the way, the truth, and the life, they present him as being only the historical Jesus, who, according to their view, was simply a prophet. This approach enables them to relegate the true Jesus, who is the great I Am, the living Word, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the first and the last, to the same level as the prophets of other faiths, such as Buddha, Krishna, and Muhammad, while making room for the cosmic Christ to come. Religious leaders in the non-Christian faiths have followed suit and devised theories which allow for the close association of the historical Jesus with their own religions, or even render him as inherently part of their faith. Some of these leaders state explicitly that the world Messiah, who is expected very shortly, will fulfill multiple roles by being Christ to the Christians, Messiah to the Jews, Krishna to the Hindus, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhist, and the Ayman Mahdi to Islam. He will therefore become the cosmic Christ or the Messiah of all faiths. According to the Bible, he will be the Antichrist. The important question, therefore, is not so much whether Christians in the traditional Christian world accept or reject Jesus, but rather which Jesus they accept and follow. It is either the Son of God who is the only Savior of the world, or it is the interfaith Messiah that will be spearheaded by Roman Catholicism and who will deceive all other religions to accept and proclaim his false gospel. The true Christ will be the king in God's revealed kingdom of light, while the false Christ, the Antichrist, will be the temporary earthly king who will rule over Satan's kingdom of darkness. And, tragically, it is becoming more and more obvious that Satan's lies and deceptions are increasingly gaining the upper hand in large segments of the Christian church, thus rendering them forerunners of his false Christ. We then come to the fourth point in Satan's 13-point plan to take over the world, which is, the triune God becomes the universal God of all faiths. Satan is not only intent on making the Antichrist acceptable to the world as the Christ, but he himself wishes to be worshipped and honored as the supreme God who is over all. Consequently, in his strategy for taking over the world, he does not only conduct a campaign against the biblical Jesus, but against all that is true in God. The truth that salvation's eternal life miracle can only come through Jesus and his blood atonement sacrifice alone, thereby excluding all other faiths, is not acceptable to the devil. And for that reason, he must render the false Jesus as the universal Christ of all faiths, who will be manifested in the Antichrist, with Lucifer, while counterfeiting the triune God, being the one who is really being worshipped. Any person who proclaims that all faiths worship the same God has become a victim of Satan's deception, and therefore also a follower of this false God. 
One name that comes quickly to mind is Rob Bell, who, while proclaiming to be a Christian, preaches a universal false gospel, which has been accepted and even lauded by many in the church. The world at large has already been deceived into rejecting the triune God of the Bible and to bow down before the satanic triumvirate, which is comprised by the God of this age, who is Lucifer, also known as Satan, the cosmic Christ, under the guise of the Antichrist, and the false prophet, who almost for certain will be a pope. We then come to the fifth point in Satan's 13-point plan to take over the world, which is, Genuine spiritual rebirth is replaced with a mystical spiritual experience. In John 3, 3, Lord Jesus decreed that, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And because of this forever settled in heaven declaration, Satan is specifically intent on keeping people from becoming born again and forever members of God's kingdom of love, light, and eternal life. If he can succeed in preventing the rebirth of people who were dead in their trespasses and sins by offering them false foundations that include the dead works of man or the religious rituals that hold no true power unto salvation's promise, he will ensure his continued influence over them in the kingdom of darkness. He comes as an angel of light so as to blind them to the truth and to justify them in their unsaved condition. He also deceives many by way of an ecstatic spiritual experience through which they can become deceived into thinking that they have had a true encounter with God. But when tested by the Holy Spirit in truth, it is found that this spiritual experience did not produce the regeneration within their spirit man that is ignited through the repentance of their sins and complete trust in the true Savior of the world, but rather a sophisticated counterfeit to the genuine new birth miracle that guarantees that their names are now written in heaven. Satan gladly obliges in satisfying the futile whims of man by providing forgeries of the genuine move of the Holy Spirit, such as being slain in the Spirit, in which people fall into a trance and do strange things like laughing uncontrollably and uttering animal sounds, or by the so-called miraculous manifestations of gold dust falling from the sky and gold fillings in a person's teeth that were said to not have been there before, or, as in another example, where a Bible in Dalton, Georgia, was said to be dripping holy oil from it, with miracles taking place to anyone who anointed themselves with that oil. And of course, just like the gold dust phenomenon, it was exposed as a deluded forgery. These false experiences do not lead to the Holy Spirit's conviction of sin or the true repentance that is required for the genuine miracle of new birth regeneration to take place within the sin-deadened spirit of fallen man. They are only demonic distractions and cunning ploys with a demonic intent to rob, kill, and destroy. And this is where we'll have to pick up next time with a six-point and Satan's 13-point plan to take over the world, because we are just about out of time for today. 
and that statement holds more import than we may truly know. For time is running out, and quickly, as the last things unfold with incredible prophetic accuracy. Beloved, we must come back to our first love, and the dedicated zeal for God's unadulterated word of truth that caught us on fire when we were first saved. The Holy Spirit is desiring to rouse us from our lethargy with a renewed understanding that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that we might proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called us out of darkness into His glorious light, and that we would shine that light all the more brightly into the darkness of the sin-riddled world while there is yet time for the lost to run into that glorious beacon of salvation's eternal life promise. Therefore, let the weak say, I am strong in the strength of his might. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.